I mean, the sum of it. Yeah. I, it wasn't like a spiritual journey or yeah, yeah, anything yeah. like that. It was just totally out of necessity yeah. uh, and convenience. Yeah, yeah. And you know that you would say that and, and, and you sit here with your brush cut and I got these little micro locks and, and Javon has got her beautiful hair and her I dream of Jeannie working for us today. You know, a lot of times people will get into the debate of team natural or team relaxed. I am team convenient. Whatever works for me. Dina, you mentioned working out. When I started my health journey, that was a battle for me. Uh, hair or going to the gym because it was either or. Because there was no way the, to the, getting the workout that I needed that my scalp sweats tremendously. I mean, a lot. So my hair wasn't going to dry. I don't care if it was relaxed or natural. It wasn't going to dry and uh, I was going to have issues. So sometimes if I had a very, and most of my clients would be in the morning or speaking engagements or traveling to a training to, to do a training, it would be in the morning. So even though I'm an early riser, get up at five, I'm at the gym by, by 5.30, leave the gym 6.30, come home, shower, hit the road or wherever I need to be, my hair wouldn't be dry. So sometimes I'd have to make a choice, work out or not. <laughs> And Javon, talk about your, we can get back into each one of us periodically, but what's your hair journey been like? I'm with you as far as convenience. You know, um, I've heard my entire life, oh, you have such good hair. Um, oh, your hair is just like your daddy's, like the Wilsons. And, okay, great. But it <laughs> takes time to maintain it. it tangles i break combs i don't care how you look at it it's very tight and hard for me to deal with so i've chosen relaxers over the years i'm with you dana too i've had the worst burns and everything over my lifetime but as i become became more knowledgeable i found what worked for me you know so i wear my own hair i wear um like today this is a, a velcroed ponytail <laughs> Black Women's World Podcast, the BWWP, where we get VIP access into the lives of Black women, or as we like to call us here, our sister nistas. We get to hear from some of our favorite sister nistas as they share their worlds with us and create connections, exchange realities, ideas, and baby, we get to recognize and celebrate how powerful we really are. Our sisterhood here is real filled with peace, wisdom, hope, love, light, and laughter. <laughs> you know, the kind you can feel, the kind of encouragement that confirms we can do anything because we have, and the kind of inspiration that proves we can be even greater. This is our world, where if you ain't a black woman, you may want to be one, <laughs> or definitely get to know one. It's a black woman's world, and we welcome our sister Nista lovers too. Welcome to our queendom. I'm your self-discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and I'm your host, Tracy Mack. Come on in and relax and sit with me for just a little while. Peace. Well, 
hello, everybody. I'm Tracy Mack, your self-discovery companion, the professional peacemaker and host of Black Women's World Podcast. That's the BWWP, baby. And I'm here today with my fabulous and my dynamic and favorite co-hosts, Dina Hamilton and Javon Cookie Jones. And today we are going to be talking about something in the Black woman's world that every Black woman in the world is concerned about, talks about, loves, takes time, invests in, and that is our hair. Today's episode is me, my hair, and I. Hey, Dina. Hey, Javon. Hey. Hey. (laughs) How are y'all doing? I'm doing great, Tracy. Uh oh, Javon chimed in first, Dina. I see. Did you see the did you see the surprise on my face? Like wow, wow. Well, listen, ladies, we have discussed this to some degree amongst ourselves, but this being a topic, um, I know India already had a song out a year, uh, some years ago, mm-hmm. I Am Not My Hair. And even though I know what she means, we do not equate our the sum total of our being to our hair. But yet and still, I'm not my hair, but my hair is me. <laughs> Does that make sense in the, in the scheme of things when we think about hair as Black women? Yes, ma'am. You know, that's the first thing we see. You know, we, we have so many different textures and lengths. And, you know, when we are amongst our friends and family and so forth, you know, it's been so, um, such a major topic of discussion in my life from birth. You know, what type of hair, what texture hair, the curl pattern, the color, whether it be, um, coffee brown or ashy brown or whatever it might be. So when we just notice it, it's not that we judge each other by it. Most of us don't. Well, some of us don't. But, (laughs) you know, um, we have been judged by by each other, you know. But it's a huge topic. Yeah, I think we all come from the same type in the in the black community, same type of background as far as our hair is concerned. I remember Tracy listening to a, a podcast of yours as I was out walking and I was like, um, you were talking about it might have been the first one about sitting in the chair and your mom um, having the pressing comb and hearing the sizzle of it and the burns on the ear. I don't know of a Black woman who does not have that memory ingrained in their in their mind. I mean, it's like the, the sound, the sizzle is the soundtrack of life. Yes, yes. yes. It's like it's like that rite of, it's a rite of passage. Until you say, and then if you're over a certain age, let's say if you're over 40, 40 and over, and you know you're either familiar with Bergamot, Royal Crown, <laughs> Oil Sheen, Little Magic, yes, yes. <laughs> straightening combs. I mean, I have had it all, you know, in my hair. You know, as you get older, your hair tends to thin out in, in some cases. But when I was younger, it was a wrestling match. And that's the episode you were talking about, Dina. Me and my mom used to be WWE Saturday nights <laughs> about my hair. We had a love-hate relationship. And it was like that for a long time because she it would it would be a day-long practice. You know, uh, back in the 70s, if you heard music when you woke up in the morning, you know it was time to clean up. Clean up <laughs> and get your hair shampooed. And get my hair shampooed. And then she'd wash it and have to detangle it and put it in a little dookie plaits. You know, and then let it dry. And then Sunday morning was straightening time or either late Saturday night. And Saturday it, night. Yes. 
And yeah. if it wasn't quite dry, because those of you who are unfamiliar with that, you got the sizzle between the straightening comb and the grease. When they connected, you got that sizzle. And then they she wrapped my hair in brown paper bag, uh, strip brown. Y'all know about brown paper? I so forgot all about it. Yeah. You already know, Tracy. We were in the same family. So, yes. you know. And the brown paper bag mainly came out during Easter, Easter yes. Monday, when everybody yes. was in church with grandma. So yes, yes. But they made the prettiest curls though. Beautiful. They were I forgot all and about the brown, brown paper bag when you took it out. If you saw how saturated with grease oil. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. But yeah, then you had sponge rollers, but each one of us have had a hair journey. And even though Javon is a professional hairstylist and been in the hairstyling and, and makeup industry and the profession for about 30 years, we're she's coming to us in this conversation just like the rest of us, even though she's going to, if she chooses to interject some experiences from her scope of work and, and, and expertise, but just regular women, because we've all had a journey. Dina, you and I talked about uh, your journey, uh, just give us uh, some some of the main highlights as to why you rocking this short do now. How'd you get here? Oh my <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I haven't always been here. My hair grows. And as a child, I had very long hair. As an adult, I always had long hair. Um, I've experimented with different types of hairstyles. Um, and the day that I cut my hair for the first time it was probably in the early 2000s when I went you know super short and it was um out of really necessity I was trying to figure out a way that I could keep my workout going without having to make these major adjustments in my hair because at that time I was in corporate America and I was you know, doing pharmaceutical sales and it's a very conservative um look that was you know required for lack of better word um but I still needed to be look professional it needed to be you know I still needed to be me and you know I am vain about my um outer appearance I you know I've, I've loosened up over the years but I it was very important to me and um, as I went shorter, I thought it would get easier, you know, with the curls and everything. But to me, that was hard. It was harder because I don't know how to do the the iron, the curling iron to make it look good. And if you're going all out in a, in a workout, your hair's drenched by the time you finished. Yeah. And I just experimented with, you know, just throwing some gel in it to see what would, you know, just slick it back. <laughs> I just need to be slick back something that I yeah. can just, you know, that it would just look neat. Mm -hmm. And so that's ended up how I ended up um, going natural the first time, which was kind of sort of natural because I think I was still putting some relaxer in it, you know, just to texturize it a little bit. But it wasn't until after um, Daddy died, I had grown my hair out again for the show. I had I had long hair for the show. Now I had, your your television show, the Great Mentor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had long hair then, and I would put um, sew ins, you know, in at that time just to make it a little fuller. But pretty much that was you know the length of my hair. Um, but after Daddy died, I. Um, went short out of rebellion because he hate 
he hated when we cut our, our hair. So out of rebellion, I went short. I got the curls back. I could rock it. It looked nice. Um, but then when I went to go get a perm one day, Javon, my scalp burned terribly. I've only had mild relaxers. But when she put that relaxer in my hair, my scalp was burning like immediately. I was like, oh, I can't stand it. We're going to have to, you know, wash it out. So immediately she had to wash it out and um, she curled it. But I tried a couple of different times for um, to relax my hair and it just was not working out. And I said, you know what? I guess it's just not meant to be. I'm just going to have to work with what I have. And um, I've been natural ever since, whether it was a blowout natural or whether I wear curly natural or a brush cut, which is generally what how I wear my hair now. Um, as you can see, I need a haircut. Um, <laughs> usually when I get on this podcast, I am taking my wave cap off. Uh, <laughs> no need for one today because it's a little too puffy. But yeah, that's pretty much how I, I mean, the sum of it. Yeah. I, it it wasn't like a spiritual journey or yeah, yeah, anything yeah. like that. It was just totally out of necessity yeah. uh, and convenience. Yeah, yeah. And you know that you would say that and, and, and you sit here with your brush cut and I got these little micro locks and, and Javon has got her beautiful hair and her I dream of Jeannie working for us today. You know, a lot of times people will get into the debate of team natural or team relaxed. I am team convenient. Whatever works for me. Dana, you mentioned working out. When I started my health journey, that was a battle for me. Uh, hair or going to the gym because it was either or. Because there was no way the, to the, getting the workout that I needed that my scalp sweats tremendously. I mean, a lot. So my hair wasn't going to dry. I don't care if it was relaxed or natural. It wasn't going to dry and uh, I was going to have issues. So sometimes if I had a very, and, and most of my clients would be in the morning or speaking engagements or traveling to a training to, to do a training, it would be in the morning. So even though I'm an early riser, get up at five, I'm at the gym by, by 5.30, leave the gym 6.30, come home, shower, hit the road or wherever I need to be, my hair wouldn't be dry. So sometimes I have to make a choice, work out or not. <laughs> and Javon, talk about your, we can get back into each one of us periodically, but what's your hair journey been like? I'm, I'm with you as far as convenience. You know, um, I've heard my entire life, oh, you have such good hair. Um, oh, your hair is just like your daddy's, or like the Wilson's and Okay, great. But it takes time to maintain it. It tangles. I break combs. I don't care how you look at it. It's very tight and hard for me to deal with. So I've chosen relaxers over the years. I'm with you, Dana, too. I've had the worst burns and everything over my lifetime. But as I become became more knowledgeable, I found what worked for me. You know, so I wear my own hair. I wear... Um, like today, this is a, a velcroed ponytail. <laughs> Keeping it real. I, I, I can't help but to, but this is a ponytail that's velcroed around my ponytail. My ponytail stops. It's right in here. My real ponytail's in here. So I have hair, hangs right about here, 
but I braided it up and I wrapped this Velcro ponytail around it. And hey, I'm out the door. I take it down <laughs> every single night. I'm one of those, you know, I grew up seeing hairstylists that just did not look like hairstylists. And if I had to sit in their chair, I was scared. And they were some of the best hairstylists, but they didn't look the part. So I'm like, as when I became a hairstylist, I'm going to always look the part. You're not going to question what I can do. You're going to say, I want to go to her just because, you know, I'm ready. So every day I do something, whether it be a ponytail, whether it be a hair piece, something. I rarely wear my own hair because it's not easy to curl. But I can, you know, I set my hair on rollers, do whatever I want to do. I just like to blend in extra. But my hair journey has been really harsh because I grew up in a single parent home. My father, being an old country bumpkin, I like to call it, he did not believe in, you know, making time for this young woman to get her hair done. So at 12, 13 years old, I'm getting picked on, joked on in school for having big balls of curls, just matted hair and so forth. My mom wasn't around. I didn't have the help until my mother's sister later on came in and assisted with my hair. But I would make lies up. I would say, Daddy, you know my hair's going to fall out if you don't give me $5 so I can go to Tower Mall and Aww. get a dark and lovely box relaxer. Aww. It's going to fall out. So that's he didn't want to see that. So he give me $5. I go to, uh, to get dark and lovely relaxer, put it in my hair. And I was about 12 or 13. Didn't know what I was doing. Put the little plastic gloves in, ran that stuff through my hair. It would uh, loosen my curl pattern so I can comb it better. So yes, my hair was wavy and curly, but it was so tangled. I had no idea how to maintain it. I didn't know about my ends being split, needing to be trimmed and, and cut off. I had no idea. So my journey has been kind of rough, but now at this phase, I'm all about convenience. Mm -hmm. what works for the moment, what I have to do, what my week looks like, if it's going to be raining, you know, even though yeah. I'm relaxed, if it's raining, my hair will curl right back up, you mm -hmm. know, so it just, it just, it just depends on what my days, weeks look like, but it's been something else. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. has been. I can identify in more ways than one. Like I said, the struggle my mom and I used to have <laughs> with my hair and then Jerry curls came out in the late 70s, early 80s. And I may may have been one of the first uh, 10, 11 year olds sitting in the chair. <laughs> mm -hmm. my, mom, my mom found hope in some stay soft fro and some curl free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a plastic bag that had your, your collar all juicy. <laughs> I, wanted one. I wanted one, but my daddy wouldn't let me get one. So I, I tell you. The only one who did not have one. Really? But, I mean, it was no, it was nice too. It was cut low. I had the shag, you know. And uh, <laughs> people people would ask my mom, was it a wig? You know, why did she get because it, it was it was the truth, you it know. It was so healthy and big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then uh when Javon talked mentioned my aunt. Uh, my aunt was instrumental in me going to the next phase because uh, Jerry curls began to be played out. Wasn't nobody wearing no curl. I was there to start high school and I didn't want to curl. And I went, I would spend some of my summer times in Portsmouth. And my aunt took me to Tower Mall to Regis Beauty Salon. Mm -hmm. And th that was the first of many different things. The first time I got a relaxer. And at the time, the best stylist in the shop was the first time I ever saw a transgender person. Uh -huh. And that person happened to be deemed as the best person. Uh, their name was Jessica. You remember Jessica at Regis? 
I heard the talk of Jessica, but I don't know. I was look, nine <laughs> years under you. So yes. So me and my cousin Devonna, rest in peace, Devonna. We uh, my aunt took us to get our hair done by Jessica, and I mean, you came out and that hair was just swinging, bouncing and behaving down your back. And then we got into the '80s looks with the asymmetrical and and all kind of stuff. I had the salt and pepper, you know. I had the cut here. I would never went Halle Berry, but you know, but it was just that's that. I thought I was my hair. Uh huh. I thought I was my hair because yeah. it, it would, you know, then when I went to college, that was even a more of a trendy thing. And then people started wearing weaves. That's when I first saw tracks and I didn't need one, but it was trendy. And I'm going to tell you to this day why I only wore weave once in my life, other than one time Javon put a piece in for a photo shoot we had. I wore weave one time and the girls, um, I was allergic to the glue. Uh-huh. And when I put the, the glue in my hair, I had blisters all in my head. Uh-huh. And what makes it so bad before the allergic reaction was kind of slow. And I had moved the track all around my head. I had moved it over here. <laughs> and put it back for whatever look. So I had uh, um, the allergic reaction was all over my whole scalp. So that was it. And I will tell you this, um, going into natural in 2012, it was never something I was like, I want to be team natural or like Dina said, a spiritual journey. I was curious. Because I had n- had not seen my natural hair texture since I was 10 or 11 years old. And I was just curious to see what it looked like. So I said, I'm just going to test and see what it looked like. And I got my last uh, relaxer in 2012. And I just kept letting it go. That's when I found out I had four or five different textures. I had everything from, you know, the kind that curl up when you wet it to carpet right up in here somewhere. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was, I thought was going to be it. Until in 2017, 18, I began to deal with, as many people know, I have different autoimmune issues, and one of them was causing hair loss, and I began to deal with alopecia. Now, thank God, my hair was thick enough that nobody hardly noticed, and I was able to manipulate it and cover certain areas, but it started getting worse, and I started having ball patches in my head, but thank God, after the testing that they did on my scalp, uh, it wasn't permanent loss, which means it would grow back. But one thing the dermatologist and the um, uh, the doctor told me was that if I could do something not to manipulate my hair. And I came upon finding out about locks, of course. That's nothing new, but it was new for me because it wasn't anything I'd ever thought about. And so I didn't really care for the big locks on me, but I came upon sister locks and micro locks and I began to do a price comparison. And here I sit. <laughs> but that was even a journey for me because I didn't know. And 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 when we get talk about me, my hair, and I, and I'm not my hair, but my hair is me, people treat you different sometimes based on uh, whether they like or don't like your hair. There's some people that don't like this that I have. They didn't like when it was natural. I prefer when it was, and people can behave accordingly. Have y'all ever had those situations where people treated you differently based on your hairstyle or what they preferred you to wear? <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the BWWP. I really hope you are enjoying one of our favorite sister nieces, Javon Cookie Jones. But you know what's not new to Javon? Cosmetology, makeup artistry, and so much more because she's been at it for over 30 years as the sole owner of Flutterism Beauty Experience Salon and Cosmetics, located in Portsmouth, Virginia, USA. To contact Javon or to book an appointment, 
call 757-606-0222. Also, you can reach her at flutterism at gmail.com. That's F-L-U-T-T-E-R-I-Z-M at gmail.com. And if you don't know what it means to be flutterized, let me tell you, it's when Javon takes you from nervous excitement to fearless confidence. I know I'm a witness. I've been flutterized. Have you ever set out to do something new and you weren't quite sure where to start or you didn't know if you had the right tools to get started and to do it right? Or when it comes to podcasting, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Because if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast if you want to, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Tell them Tracy Mack sent you. Peace. You've been listening to Black Women's World Podcast. Let's continue the conversation. Well, I'm going to tell you, the first person that I really had to run the test by, and and I guess it really wasn't a test, but it was the only person that cared, that I cared what they thought, mm-hmm. um, was my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 I could get him on board, then you know I, I could care less what anybody else thought, um, because I haven't been in corporate America for so so long. Um, now it will be fifteen years this year. I cannot believe it. It'll be fifteen years this year. Um, so that was not a concern. But when I got my hair cut short for the first, I went to go get a haircut. And it was a little shorter than what I had anticipated it being. And I looked and, you know, there was nothing. I don't, I'm not a person to um, wallow in things because basically at the end of the day, it is what it is. It isn't like I could pick it up off the floor and put it back on my <laughs> head. But I've been very fortunate in my life to, you know, my hair grows very fast. Um, so I just said, well, you know what? It'll be back. You know, it'll grow back. It'll be back in a couple of weeks. And I remember sitting in my truck thinking, I'm not even sure why I'm even concerned about it growing back. Why, why do I even care? And I took a selfie that day at the stoplight of me after I left the salon because I just had an epiphany and I posted that selfie and I said, you know, I'm over 40. I really don't care what anyone thinks. 
I really love myself. I like myself. I love myself. This is me. And I think something happens when you, you know, become a woman of a certain age. But it was still important. Although I was, I was perfectly fine with it, you know, fine with it. So when I came home that day and Brian walked in the door, he, I was already, he walked in the door. He says, hmm, I see you got your hair cut today. And I said, mm-hmm. He says, oh, he went to his phone. He went to Instagram. And he showed me this picture of this black chick who was so bad. She had waves that would make you seasick. And he says, wife, I think you could rock this. I think you could rock this. I said, you do? He says, yes. I said, I I don't even know where to begin to look like this lady because she was bad. And he says, I got you. I got you. My husband left the house, went to Target, bought me hair product, brush, and two wave caps. <laughs> Yay, Brian! Lay down in the chair and commenced the lathering, slicking, brushing, put that cap on. He says, now you just let that set for at least an hour. You, it need to set for at least an hour. And I think you're going to be straight. You're going to be straight. I took that wave cap off and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. He was like, babe, you, you, you good. You good. <laughs> After I got his seal of approval, nobody or nothing else mattered at that time. You know, Dina, when you say, first of all, shout out to Brian and all yeah. the men who support yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that was big. But do how much of that, even though he's very supportive, how much of that do you think had to do with you being okay with the first at the stoplight? You know, no, no matter, I really still had to be okay with it. Yes. I had to come to terms with my hair is really, really short. Because I think I kept it maybe an inch. It's not an inch now. Um, but I at least kept an inch of length on my hair. Yeah. It just made my, it was like an extreme relief. Because even though Brian and I have a, you know, a great relationship, um, I, it's, it was still important to me that he liked what he see. Every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And, and, that, and that's definitely understood because when you're okay with it, then sometimes it teaches other people when you're confident, even though you that wasn't what you went in for initially. But once you became okay with it, you didn't walk in the house crying with your head hung low, whatever you know, you know, and it gives other people something to work with to compliment. Because I even know, you know, it's something about having that support. Because I know when I first got this particular process done, when you first get locks in, it's very thin and sparse. 
And I knew I had some spaces in my scalp that was still visible that had little ball patches. Mm -hmm. And so when I came home, and I initially tried to do it myself going to YouTube University, it messed up. So when, when I had them professionally done and came home, it was it was just real stringy looking. And I was like, oh, my God. And I had even had the stylist, Nikki, uh, Nikki Braids in Nightdale, North Carolina. I had her said, don't lock them, just twist them. Let me see if I can get used to it. When I came home, I was like, I'm, I think I may take them out. But I do like the freedom that I know I'm going to be able to have. And so when that support comes into play, when I came in the house, and Owen looked at me, he said, why you got a hat on? You just spent all day getting your hair done. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I said, because I don't know if I like it. He said, let me see it. He said, whoa, that's a lot of little twists. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah. And I had read uh, somebody say that uh, one of the, uh, one, um, I guess one of the sentimental things to do about locks is have someone you love count them. But I didn't tell him that. And he said, how many of them is, I, is it? I said, I don't know. He said, let me count them. And I sat on the floor and he sat on the couch. I was in between his knees and he counted my locks. And that's how I know I have 304. And that support was there, but I had to be confident first. So whether it's your significant other or people in your life, whatever, you got to be confident with your hair and know that even if it's a mistake or if it isn't like you want or isn't like somebody else's, that you are not your hair, but your hair is you. You bring beauty to the hair mm -hmm. and not are controlled by the aesthetic javon go shoot oh girl i'm all over the place i'm listening to dina i had you know the total opposite years ago you know um i used to go to the dominican salon and my hair like i said overly curly so i'm like let me just go get them to blow it out mm -hmm. it'll be so jessica bouncy beautiful <laughs> and all but um this one time I went and I noticed my hair was really, really, uh, I mean, it was gorgeous, just hanging all over my shoulders, free flow. Actually, my cousin Courtney went with me and, you know, we were so excited about our hair because we didn't have relaxers. We had a nice Dominican blowout. And about maybe a day or two later, I started seeing so much hair, you know, just oh. shedding and shedding and shedding. And it's devastating just to see your hair just coming out. Every it day, is every it day, is. every day. So as a stylist, I'm like, why is this happening? You know, I had my girlfriend look at my hair. She was like, your hair is damaged, like heat damage. Burn. I was like, are you serious? It felt so soft still. I'm used to like a rougher feel, a, a texture. And yeah. um, she said, you might have to cut it off. You want me to just trim it up? I said, no, I'm good. So I just sort of put it in the ponytail, went home. I went in the bathroom. I took some clippers and I just shaved my head. You know, not ball ball, but where was well, about where Dina's is now. So I knew that as soon as I shampooed it, that it would curl up. I, you know, I'm baby hair queen. I'll put some baby hair, <laughs> some big hoops. I'll be fine. Well, when I walked out and my husband was there at the time, he just said, what the hell did you do? And why did you do that? Mm -hmm. I said, because you don't have to get up and do my hair every day. Thank you. And I kept on about my business. But I was hurt. You know, I was just like, and he, why would you cut your hair? All that pretty hair you had hanging out your back? Oh, my God. And it took me back to a friend of ours who talked about her hair journey and how her husband was just so in love with her hair. When she cut her hair, it devastated him as well. So I thought about her situation. I was just like, well, this is 
the same, but not quite. But over time, I just stopped listening, but I kept hearing it over and over. Why'd you cut your hair? Why'd you cut all that hair? And I'm like, you don't understand. And I never really took the time to explain about the damage and everything else. So it was like month after month after month. Why don't you let your hair grow back? So I'm like, my word, I can't say, but I would. <laughs> sir. You can't say. Sir, you cannot snap some hair back just like that. Please let me be, you know. So it just brought so much tension into our relationship as well as, you know, other issues. And I'm like, I can't believe he's treating me differently. He didn't know it, but he's treating me differently all because of some hair. And I'm telling you, from that point on, I was just like, if you don't like, oh, if you treat me differently because of a hairstyle, <laughs> sir, you do not deserve me. <laughs> you don't deserve yeah. to be with me. If you have me feeling so low because of some hair, what if I had cancer? Or what mm -hmm. if I dealt with alopecia, areata, or any other issue that brought about hair loss? You know, I made yeah. a decision to, to take off damaged hair, what I considered was damaged hair. Now you're going to treat me differently. Look at me like I'm just funny looking. When I yeah. knew I was just not, <laughs> and I'm yeah. in the streets and everybody, oh, who cut your hair? Da, da, da. I'm hearing all these positive things. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So with all that said, you know, I did not get Dina's experience, but I began to learn more about what I liked, what was most convenient for me, what uh, fit my lifestyle more. You know, at the time I had little boys who had time for uh, all of that stress, I say, with the hair, you know, so I think I still made the best decision for me. I, it just wasn't received well, and we didn't communicate properly on that, so. Yeah. Well, Javon, I, I, I can kind of relate, not in, um, it was with my dad. That's why when he passed, I cut it because it was, a, it, like I said, it was a true act of rebellion oh, yeah. because that was like for him, I guess in that generation, it was like the worst thing you could yeah. do. Um, exactly. That yeah. crown and glory, that was your glory. Yeah. yeah. And if we came back with a cut that was too short, it was just not well received uh -huh. so yeah. I did not know how he was going to receive it but I thought well I'm already short I mean what's another inch uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah because it's like people and we've, we've expressed our relationships with men or partners or, or significant others but also too we have other relatives I know that and, and this is no shade my mom didn't prefer my natural hair she would always say what you gonna get it blowed out, Tracy? Mm -hmm. Not not <laughs> blowed out. When you gonna get it blowed out? Because she's she said, "I like your hair straight." And some mm -hmm. people only like what they're used to and what they like. And you have to rise up within yourself and say, "You know what? I prefer this, or this works best for me now." And keep it moving because I'm not my hair, but my hair is me. But I make mm -hmm. my hair. My hair doesn't make me. So mm -hmm. I'm still the same person as Javon said. You know, babe, what, what if it had been because of uh, chemotherapy or some form of alopecia? How are you going to treat me? And then if my hair is such a distraction or you feel it's the sum total of my being, I don't need you in my life anyway, in right. that way. You mm -hmm. don't need to have that much influence in my mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. um, should I say. But we all battle as women when we say me my hair and I, that's also this eye, but it's also this eye. Well, we, I got to like me. 
I got to look in that mirror every day and, and love and like me. And you just get to benefit from, from my flavor. <laughs> you know, How, what do you think about that, Javon? I agree totally. I agree totally. Because, you know, if I decided to snatch this Velcro off right now and go shave my <laughs> head, girl, I would swoop up some something and leave out and be just as confident. And you're going to like it. Because you like me, you know, I, I don't know. I just have a different level of confidence now at this age than I had in my 20s, you know. So, so what like would you tell your 20 year old self? Because someone listening, even though our demographic is between ages 35 and 65, there may be someone listening, or maybe somebody in that demographic who may not have that level of confidence yet. What would you tell your younger self about your hair? About my hair? Um, or about the situation with that hair. However you choose to answer it. Well, I would say two things, you know, in the situation that I had in my 20s, I would tell myself, please communicate, uh, effectively communicate this topic with someone that has no idea. There's someone that has alopecia in George Jefferson. And, you know, <laughs> even though it's on the male side, you know, he was dealing with his own baldness. And he didn't care. Sometimes he'd grow that stuff out. And I'm like, sir, cut it, you know. So I, I had my own opinion. <laughs> I had my own opinion about, stop it, Tracy. Stop it. <laughs> so I would tell my younger self to effectively communicate with your spouse and help him to understand your hair journey. Number two... <laughs> Be as confident as my grandmother said to be. Hold your head up no matter what you have, what you have in your pocket, well, how much of it you have, hold your head up and know that God cannot create junk. So I would tell my, my younger self that very same thing, but I would still effectively get over to my spouse that this is, this is my hair and we're going we gonna to experience some things with it, but I'm never going to embarrass you. I'm never going to misrepresent you or this family, period. And, wow. and end it and continue. Wow. wow. That, I, was, I was listening, but that whole George Jefferson just threw me off. It threw me off. <laughs> Dina, without going George Jefferson, what would you tell your 20-year-olds? <laughs> well, uh, without going George Jefferson, <laughs> uh, which clearly speaks to the hypocrisy about women's hair mm -hmm. and men's hair. Um, mm -hmm. It really speaks to the hypocrisy, uh, but I digress. Um, <laughs> is to be confident in whatever you decide. It's yes. your decision. It's, it's you who have to represent you. And it really only matters about you and I am with you Javon I can I have been rocking this brush cut for about a year now and let me tell you I probably get more compliments on this do that I have and I've had some tight do's mm -hmm. than any other do that I've ever rocked in my life and it's because I don't believe it's the haircut it is the confidence it is me, honey, yes. all day with mm -hmm. the lashes and the lipstick. I don't care if I don't have nothing else. It is yes. I am still going to look good. Yes. Now, now, I did. Now, I had one daughter come to me 
I have two daughters and their hair, they going through the same thing except all that sizzle stuff. I don't do all that stuff now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One daughter came to me and says, mommy, I want you to grow your hair back. And it kind of took me aback. And I said, I said, well, why do you, why would you, why, why do you want me to do that? Because their opinion is kind of, sort of important, but it was more important for me to figure out why and where this was coming from. And um, I said, are you ashamed of me? Do I embarrass you? Because I remember what it's like to be a teenager or preteen in middle school. And I'm very active in my children's lives and, um, and, and present. So their friends and see me, their peers see me. And I really want to know, am I embarrassing you? And she says, oh, no, mommy. Oh, no, mommy. I, I think you are beautiful. I just like your hair long. And that was, <laughs> you know, that was, that because yeah. that was concerning, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I never want to be in, um, appear to be an embarrassment to my children. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very relieving that it was yeah. just her preference. And everybody well, I- yeah, and I, I can appreciate you for even asking because back in the day you would have just you, you didn't you didn't dare even tell your mama that if you didn't like it you kept it to yourself and then for right. you to have the conversation right. and ask her her opinion because and we talk about me my hair and I we talk about I'm not my hair but my hair is me we had just Javon and Dina just give some advice to their twenty year old selves and I'm gonna say right now you get to choose how people treat you. And you also get to choose not to let it be about anything outer because how you treat yourself teaches everyone else how to treat you. So when it comes to me, myself, and I, and me, myself, and I, meaning other people who can see it, you are not your hair, but your hair is you, but you are more than your hair. So my sister nieces and sister nieces lovers, I'm Tracy Mack. I thank my beautiful dynamic co-hosts, Javon Cookie Jones and Dana Hamilton, for being with us on the BWWP. Remember, we give you VIP access into the lives of some of our favorite sisternistas, and these two ladies are two of my favorite. So much love and peace. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Black Women's World Podcast, the BWWP, brought to you in part by Tracy Mack Solutions for Life Institute Coaching and Training Services. No doubt you have enjoyed being in our world, and it doesn't have to stop here. Head on over to blackwomensworld.com. This is my personal invitation to you to stay connected with me on social media and more. I'd love to see you there, and I'm so grateful you came to be with me here. Invite someone else to join you in our queendom next time so they can feel the vibe of our tribe of sister nistas and sister nista lovers too. Remember to be kind, be authentic, be generous, be excellent, be grateful, and while you're at it, go ahead and be extraordinary, because that's just what Sister Nistas do, on purpose, through mission, with passion and compassion. It's a black woman's world, baby, and you, my Sister Nista, are proof. I'm your self-discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and your host, Tracy Mack. Wherever you are in the world, may you love and be loved by somebody. Peace.